Welcome. This is the Contender of the Fate broadcast where we go against, we oppose unbiblical sayings and societal norms through the Bible. And we oppose these things because we know that these things, the unbiblical sayings, the norms, the things that our society try to make biblical, we know eventually these things will attack your fate. So we try to go against these things and we try to have uh, subject matter that can help and assist you in your walk with the Lord. And uh, and our scripture we use is uh, Jude 1 and 3. We thank the Lord for you on today. I'm your host, Robert Jones. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We appreciate your Father. We ask the Lord on today, hallelujah, that you will bless each and every person that's listening on today, that you will do something special for their lives, that you will deliver and set them free, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Lord, right now that you will touch the untouchable places, Lord Jesus, that you will heal the unhealable places, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Lord, right now that your spirit your Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, right now, your deliverance, your power, Lord Jesus, will deliver your people on today, Lord Jesus, that they will never be the same, Lord, that salvation will be a part of their lives, Lord, deliverance will be a part of their lives, Lord Jesus, everything that they ask you for, that's in your will, that you will have it to come to pass in the name of Jesus, we rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, Satan, the Lord Jesus, rebuke you, we come against you right now, you have no authority, you have no victory, we come against Sickness, we come against time bombs in the body, sickness and disease. We come against a sickness that's waiting till an appointed time to show up. We come against you, we cancel you right now. Sickness in the name of Jesus. We come against every attack of the enemy. We come against witchcraft, we come against murder and suicide. We come against everything that would try to set God's people back in the name of Jesus, Lord. Have your way on today, Lord. Move by your spirit, do something great and new right now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank the Lord for you on today, this June 17, 2017, one day before Father's Day. Amen. I thank the Lord for this Saturday. Amen. And on today, we want to go right into our subject matter. We want to deal with how to keep your deliverance. Many times, people get delivered and they get saved pretty much. You know, they accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And the deliverance piece um, is not really touched upon, but the ones that uh, do experience deliverance, because you know when you've been delivered because the things that you used to do, you don't do anymore, or the things that you once thought about, you don't think anymore. So that's the first beginning steps of keeping your deliverance or walking in deliverance. But many times um, there is an attack, an all-out attack from the enemy regarding your deliverance how can he bring you back to where you were and you know we talk about this a lot we are deliverance uh, type ministry we are deliverance ministry not type but we are deliverance ministry we believe in total deliverance healing being set free and walking in the victory of the lord jesus christ so we understand also that we are a three-part being a tripod being we have a body uh, we have a soul and we have a spirit. Amen. A body, a soul, and a spirit. A body, a soul, and a spirit. And we know that when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, our spirit, amen, is raised up and is sitting in heavenly places. The only two things that 
are here on earth that can be attacked is the body and the soul. And when you're dealing with deliverance, many times the demons will try to invade that part, um, that that body and, and, and that soul. And that's where mainly your issues come from. So when you deal with deliverance, deliverance is able through the word of God, through uh, um, being set free uh, through anointed man of God. But all of this is in Jesus' name, of course. And these demons are being cast out. Many times they are in the soul part, the region, the, where the mind, the will, and the emotions dwell. And that's why it's sometimes so hard for some people to keep their deliverance, maintain their deliverance, or even get delivered. But we're going to deal with some uh, scriptures today that will help you to maintain your deliverance if you have experienced it. Because we're living in days and times where... Your deliverance is being attacked. The things you once believed in, some people, not everybody, because we're dealing with all types of people. Some people may be thinking about, you know, it's not worth it. I see people that say they're saved and they're not. Uh, uh, according, they're not doing what I thought a Christian should do. I read in the Bible one thing. I see people in the church doing something different. And so we're going to deal with scripture. We are a scriptural based uh, um, talk show um uh, ministry we believe in the scriptures and if you and and just as a side note if you want to uh join us on sunday morning we have sunday morning call in live at 10 30 eastern standard time at 720-820-1583 if you want to get in touch with somebody from the ministry uh you can at no flesh glory at gmail um then we have no flesh.org that's our website but Going to the uh, the Word of God. Going to the Word of God. Joel. Joel. Some people say Joel. <laughs> 2 and 32. Any reason it says. And it shall. So before I read that. So some people say well. You know. How can I be delivered? I'm, I've been striving to be delivered. I don't even know if I'm delivered. I know I don't do some of the things I used to do, but sometimes it get hard. And I seem like I want to, you know, just walk away from this thing because I don't have no support. And it seems like, you know, the enemy is it's just after me. Well, let me just encourage you. That's what he do. The enemy is after all of us. Amen. Not just you. The day you uh, graced earth with your presence, you became an enemy of the uh, you became an enemy of the enemy. Amen. The enemy does not like you. The enemy does not like me because we are God's creation. He don't like that. So, Joel 2 and 32, it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever, whosoever, that means anybody. It's not a specification. There's no specificities here. It's not a man or woman, a boy or girl. It says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So that's the beginning stage. So when you call on the name of the Lord and you are seeking to do better and you call on his name, not only that, it reads on it says, For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and the remnant whom the Lord shall call. So the remnant, of course, is not many. But dealing with deliverance, if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be delivered. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you call on his name, you shall be delivered. So how do you keep the, the the deliverance? You have to continue seeking after his word, reading his scripture, reading the word of God, taking time out, pushing pushing the plate back, if that's what the Lord is calling you to do. Amen. 
consistently, continually doing self-deliverance. There are confessions you can get. If you're dealing with a certain area, you need to sometimes self-deliver. Look, look in the mirror if you need to see something. Look, look in the mirror and see yourself in the mirror. And and cast out the devils and you know because if you don't learn if we don't learn self deliverance then how can we maintain? Amen. The preacher may not be all the, the preacher may not always be available. So you have to learn self deliverance. So what about another one is this is this is another big issue that goes on discussing your deliverance with with, with people. Everybody don't believe. It. Everybody don't want to see you um, in a different place. People are familiar uh, with the way you were. I remember back when I, before I got saved, I remember I used to drink a lot. I was considered a, a self-proclaimed alcoholic. And I remember before I started drinking, I started out with a wine cooler. And, then, you know, at the time, that was the biggest thing to do. If you did a wine cooler, you was considered grown as far as in my eyes. But then, um, you know, I was, you know, people I hung around, it was like, oh, we, we drink more than that. And I didn't. Never was a follower, but I still wanted to experience more. So then I went to uh, uh, Wild Irish Rolls and Cisco and and St. Ives Beer and and uh, uh, Old English. I guess I'm telling my age. And and so we, I, I literally drunk everything that I could get my hands on, even a uh, uh, liquor. I think they call it the stuff that people use to cook with, because I liked being intoxicated and I didn't know. That I was running from something. I mean, I was, of course, running from the Lord. But I remember that phase in my life. And when I couldn't get free. And I used to uh, read my Bible and drink and smoke cigarettes and cry. Because I wanted to be delivered and set free. But I didn't know how. Because it was hard. And I had nobody that was supporting me uh, like I thought they should have. So, one thing I learned is when I was talking to different people that knew who I was. They didn't really want to see that deliverance in me because, see, they had lost a friend, a good friend. I had a bar tab. So if you hung out with me, we all drink together. Mark 6 and 5 and verse 6, it goes into the scripture. It goes and it reads, it says, Mark 6, 5 and 6. And it's dealing with about telling people that don't necessarily believe. And Mark 6 and 5 says, and he could dare do no mighty work. Saved that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and he healed them. So even Jesus Christ, he was he was opposed. Now, of course, Jesus Christ is more powerful than these people, but you know he wants to be able to do it in the belief system. You know, I've seen situations, I've experienced where the spirit, the power of God is moving. People are being delivered and set free, and there's unbelief there. It's not as great as it could be if everybody's believing. And then. If there's deliverance taking place and there's people that's not believing, they're not going to get all of they could have gotten if they believe. You know, now we live in a time of people hear prophecy, a sure word from God. The law will give you sometime a word maybe to give to them. And because they operate in unbelief, that word is not as effective as it could have been. Uh, had they would have been a greater believer or just uh, had more faith. So we, we, we are living, we are embarking, we are definitely in times now where people will hear God, will know it's God. Because the things they're dealing with, the Lord will give you a word and you will give it to them and they will not receive it. Or they will minimize it with, okay. You see, that's the time we live in the sixth verse, Mark 6 and 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. 
And he went around about villages teaching. So he still was moving forward. But this 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 was marveling to him. This this was amazing to see that these people were that uh, uh, caught up in where they were. You know, some people, no matter what happens around them dealing with the things of God, they will not see any different. They will still look at you the way they once did. And that's the times we live in and you have to get past that. If you want to keep your deliverance, deliverance becomes something personal too. Because you can't express and tell everybody what you're going through too. You have to be careful of where you're sharing your testimonies. Amen. So then you're dealing with the deliverance piece of it and then how to keep your deliverance you have to get rid of the things that you once was bound up with. Many times you may get delivered and set free, but you still have some of the same things you're holding on to. You know, when a lot of people, like if you, for instance, if you, uh, let's say, um, dealing with curious goods. Let's say, let's say, like I said, I was an alcoholic. So when I, so when I got saved, I didn't have, um, 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 a, a bar for say, but I did have um, liquor around, so I had to get rid of it. And some of it may have, you know, been expensive, or it's, it's, I spent my money on it. So you know, the enemy will tell you, well, you know, let you go and finish that up, and then after that, then you, you know, leave it alone. But what the Lord did for me took the taste away. You know, I started to think people were trying to poison me because when I would drink it, I didn't get the buzz I was looking for. It used to taste bitter to me. The Lord literally took it out of my mouth. So the Lord is that type of God. Hallelujah. He's able to remove the taste out of your mouth, to remove you from where you are into a better place. Amen. You better know this and believe. Amen. The Lord is that type of God. So do not. The first one was if you call on the name of the Lord, he will deliver you. And then when you call on his name, watch, be watchful and prayerful who you're telling your issues to or who you're telling um, uh, your testimonies to. Because they are witches, they are agents. They are agents, my brother, my sister. They are agents that, that are out here. What do you mean agents, preacher? They are people that are not what do we call a believer, they are soul Christian. They are Christian in their heart. They are Christian in their soul. They're not a Christian in their spirit. So soul Christian, they're not really walking in the fullness of what um, of who God is. They kind of like go to church. They're more traditional. They're religious. They do things that seem to be godly, but they are soul Christian. They haven't. Uh, the Lord hasn't penetrated uh, the depths of them because they are um, in that place of. Maybe seeking or searching, but many times they are soul Christians, so they become an agent. And an agent is one who, like I said, haven't surrendered, but at the same time, they are available for usage when the enemy needs them. You know, those are agents. That's what that's what you call an agent. So you, so the the, the next one is you have to destroy all the occult. Type things, all the things you once got delivered from, you have to get rid of them. A good scripture is uh, Acts uh, verses nineteen, uh, Acts nineteen verses eighteen to twenty, and it says, "And many that believe came and confessed and showed their deeds. So they believed, they confessed, but the ones that believed, they not only." Confess they came. They believe and then they came. What do you mean coming? 
What do you mean by coming? They, they, they came into the place of deliverance. They confessed what they had done. And they even showed what they'd done. That's, that's back in the day church uh, settings and, and religious uh, uh, um, organizational th things. Right now, we don't have those things. Be people will come, but they won't necessarily confess and show what it was they were doing. And the 19th verse says, Acts 19.19, 19, Many of them also which use curious arts and books of witchcraft and brought their books together. And they burned them. All men, they counted the price uh, of them. Uh, and found it to be uh, 50,000 pieces of silver, the worth of it, uh, what they burned and they gave. And, you know, we need to get back to this, you know, just bringing these things to the altar and confessing what it is that you uh, need deliverance from. You know, we say how to keep deliverance. One way to keep deliverance is not to go back into the places that you once was. And when you get saved, you give your life to the Lord. People, for the most part, are excited. They're happy to know that you know the Lord. But then, after, but you will find out as you continue to walk with the Lord, those people will kind of phase out. They will phase out. I always use it. I always use the example as like a school fight. I remember going to school and you get in a fight and everybody around because they expecting to see something. And then when and then when, you know, they see what they was trying to see or when uh, the teacher come or some person authority come, everybody disperse and go on their way. And that's what happens sometimes with salvation. People standing around at first and then as time go on, they kind of phase away. And then your salvation becomes personal in the sense of that. And I hate to use the word salvation is personal. The ones that people that know me know I don't like to use the word, but it becomes personal as far as you have to continue on on your own many times. And the people People that you once started out with may not be there to support you. So you have to be sincere about this thing. The Acts 1920 says, uh, so mighty, so mightily grew the word of the Lord, and it prevailed because the people were honest and they gave up the things that they were doing. The people were honest and they gave up the things that they were doing. You gotta be honest. Um, people of God, believers. If you're struggling, you know the Bible wasn't even written for the world. You know, that's why the world don't understand it. If you start reading the things in the Bible, you would see things go on. You would like, wow, is this going on out in the church? Was you going? Is this going on in the body of Christ? Is this going on? Yes, a lot of things are going on that shouldn't go on. But for you to keep your deliverance, these are the things you have to do. These are things, and these are not etched. You know, you may have more, but you'd call on the name of the Lord. You don't you watch be watchful of who you discuss what you have been through with, and then you, you get rid of the things that you may have not got rid of. You know, a lot of times I remember going to church and going to the the uh going to the ministry and stuff and what and, and I and, and I wasn't a believer and I didn't expect that day to get saved or give my life to the Lord. So you don't expect many times you may go, somebody may invite you. You leave with them with that Sunday and you go to church and you got everything in your house that, that show you are out and out in the world. And then and then the Lord save you. Then what do you do? See you see you left. You left you you know, you left one way and come back another. So I'm talking about that may happen. Or you may be holding on to uh magazines or you know, porn. You know, a lot of people you know, not a lot of people, many people are into that. And, you know, I know they have the Internet, but, you know, people, I've heard stories. People say, well, they keep their porn uh, because it's a good, good year. And, you know, but what happened when you get tempted? Are you going to go look back in that year? So the enemy is cunning and the enemy is slick. Amen. We have to understand and know this. 
I mean, we can't be fooled to believe that uh, he's not looking to bring you back to where he uh, back to on his side. Amen. Uh, so another one is to keep your deliverance. Study the scriptures daily and spend time with God. You have to study the scriptures daily. You have to have a regimen, people of God. First, new believers. You have to have a regimen. You can't do this thing without a regimen. You can't get up in the morning. If you, if it's all possible, you shouldn't even leave out of your room until you've read, until you've sought the Lord and prayed and worshiped the Lord before you even step foot out of your room. And I say out of your room because if you have kids, people that have kids already know once you step out of that room, the kids engage in. They want to talk. And so as you being a new believer or even an old believer, you can't forget where you come from. The scripture said, don't remove the old ancient landmark. And we're not talking about religion. Sometimes we read that scripture and it becomes religious. No, the landmark, the things that you were taught in the scripture. Amen. Second Timothy 2 and 15. And this is a familiar scripture. It should be. It says, study to show the preacher approve. Your mother approve. Your daddy approve. Your cousin no, it says study to show thyself approve. This is where we mess up. This is where we get in trouble because it's, this word thyself becomes something else. It becomes brother this, pastor that, apostle this. And we study to show these people. We study to show these people that we doing our thing. See, the Bible says study to show thyself approve unto God. Why didn't it say the preacher? Why didn't it say the pastor? Why didn't he say the minister, the missions worker? What about those people? No, it says unto God. A workman, the law calls us a workman, that needed not to be ashamed. There's no ashamed. You're not, you're not, it's, you, you shouldn't be ashamed anymore when you're studying the word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You're taking the time, you're reading the scripture, you're reading the word of God. And you're rightly dividing what it is that you're hearing. And, and you can go on to the 16th verse. The 16th verse says, uh, uh, 2, Timothy 2 and 6, 2 Timothy 2 and 16, it says, But shun profane and vain babblings. Shun. Shun. Profane and vain babblings, for they will increase into more ungodliness. So avoid wordless, foolish talk that only leads to ungodliness. You got some people that you will talk to and you ask them, they'll ask you questions about the Lord and you will give them an answer. And that's not the answer they want, so it becomes a almost a, a debate on who God is. And you can very well take them to the scripture. And if this person is not trying to hear what you're saying, it is not going to be good for you. It's not going to be fruitful. Many times we wear out. We become thin. We sometimes get frustrated. Sometimes we want to throw in a towel because we spend so much time witnessing to the wrong people. Amen. That's for somebody. Stop all that witnessing to these people that don't want to hear what you got to say. Unless the Lord called you to deal with this type of people, leave them alone. You don't have to always be, you don't always have to waste your energy and time with people that don't want to hear. Amen. That will drain you and that will sometime deal with you and your deliverance because you would get frustrated. You would feel like you would do, you know, you feel like you're the only one. That's serving the Lord. You know, like the preacher, the prophet. Amen. And you get caught up and then you move from your place. 
And when you move from your place, then how can God work through you? The Bible said we the salt of the what? The earth. A city that cannot be hidden. So if you're if you're if we are city and we the salt of the earth, then we have to be watchful and careful on what we are spending our time doing. Just talking to every any and everybody's because you know, and, and, you know, you want to be prayerful on what we're doing so we won't lose, you know, what it is that the Lord have given us. Amen. Acts 17 and 11. I'm going to read this one. Oh, we're going to read it in the King James and then we'll read it again in the NLT. I thank the Lord for you that's tuning in. The Lord bless you on today. Acts 17 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Amen. That's always a word I always get twisted tongue with. Thessalonica. Thessalonica. I need to slow up on that one. And that they received the words with all what readiness of mind. And certain way readiness of mind though. You know what that means? That means they were set. When your mind is ready to receive the word of God. Nothing like a ready mind. When your mind is ready. They had a readiness of mind. They had a readiness of mind. And they searched the scriptures daily. Whether those things were so. They searched them daily. To see if they were so. Wow, they searched them daily. Daily. So this is something they did every day. They didn't they didn't stop and say, you know, I'm I'm tired. I'm 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 gonna take a break. I I I I got enough. No, they searched them daily. And that's that's the only way we're gonna keep what we started out with. Sometimes you can Preach and minister to people and encourage them. And sometimes you may need encouragement and there's no one that's there for you. And that happens a lot of times because what I found out is that happens a lot of times because we kind of, you know, pick and choose who we want to speak in our lives. Sometimes... People who you least suspect are there to speak in your life. But we may not want those. We want a certain type of people. And when we want a certain type of people, it's hard for us to receive. Amen. So the next one is, so let me do a, fi a quick, well, no, we're going to do that later. Then we're going to do the recap. So the next one is develop. I'm talking about how to keep your deliverance. Don't you want to keep it? Don't you want to stay and increase in the things of God? Don't let this world mess you up. Don't let the spirit of oppression and depression and all these Eshens get on you. Amen. The, the devil's job is to torment you. His job is, he's a tormentor. His job is to torment you every single day that he think he can. To get you to lose faith. To get you to give up. To get you to throw in the towel. To get you to get frustrated with the situation that you're dealing with. And say, what's the use? That's his job. 
The next one is to, to stay delivered, to stay, to keep your deliverance is develop a consistent prayer life. Develop a consistent prayer life. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, one of the evidences, one of the evidences is speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues, speaking in your heavenly language, bypass. You see, what's a bypass? Well, think about if you ever travel any place, for instance, like Disney. And you stand in those long lines of Disney if you ever been. You know it's hot, Florida. If you, you know, the Disney, when the Disney World and Disneyland, I think that's Disney World. And you go to Florida and you go to Disney and there's these lines. And you have to stand in these lines, there's hundreds of people. But if you get a certain pass... It's extra money, and you can skip the line pretty much. You can go into an area and get through the rides a little bit quicker than everybody else. So that's what the the speaking in tongues do. Everybody else praying regular. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. Lord, I ask you, and then you come and you and you passing my God, hallelujah, so you can't be doing that kind of stuff and just playing around with it, or just saying it because it's real, amen, but you speaking in tongues, you bypass, my God, you bypass the person that's speaking in English. I'm not saying that speaking in regular yo know, your English language or whatever uh, language you speak in yo 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 dialect um, is 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 not effective. But when you speak it in your heavenly language, it bypasses that. Amen. You got some things going on inside of your body. Some things going on in your life. You need to be able to get the prayer through. And to get the prayer through more effectively sometimes, you may, need, you may need to speak in your heavenly language. Amen. Why would you not do it? You know, I've been around places and I've bought some things in stores and 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 and, and, and though like when I, my wife she go get her nails um uh painted at the um nail place and those little people in there, you can be in there, and they, and they got everybody's in there English, and then those people switch their language on you. Those people switch their language on you, and they start talking in their native tongue. Why do they talk in their native tongue? So you won't hear what they have to say. They they want to bypass your your understanding. See, they do it to bypass your understanding. That's really what what that does. That bypasses your understanding. So when they're speaking in their native tongue. When you go into the nail place, get what I'm saying, and you speak English, and those people speak another, most of them are Asian, and they're speaking their Asian native tongue. They're bypassing your knowledge to understand what they're saying. So think about it. If you're praying to your Heavenly Father in your native tongue, English, if that's, if that's your native tongue, for instance, how do you bypass the devil? Speaking, my God, speaking in your in your heavenly language, because he has no knowledge of what you're saying. He have he can't know he can't know it because he don't have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he, the devil don't know your tongues because he don't have the Holy Ghost. He don't know what you're saying. Amen. So you have to develop a consistent prayer life, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. First Corinthians fourteen and fourteen. 
1 Corinthians 14 and 14 and a 15 verse also. So 14 and 15. 1 Corinthians 14 verses 14 and 15. It says, For I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayed, but my understanding is unfruitful. So, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Sometimes, now, sometimes some people have the gift of interpretation. Some people can pray in tongues and understand what's going on. 15th verse says, well, then, what should I do? I will pray in the spirit, and I will also pray in words. I understand. I will sing in the spirit, and I will also sing in words. I understand. So, in other words, you're saying that some people will pray in tongues. Some people speak in tongues. But, ultimately, your understanding don't get it. You don't understand unless you have the gift. Of interpretation. So praying in the spirit. Bypasses the enemy's ears. Amen. It bypasses his ears. He can't understand what you're saying. Amen. Practice that. Start to work on that. Start to do that more. Amen. Get better in those in those, in those areas. Because those areas. There are going to fix it. Where the enemy can't even touch you. Amen. He will try. But he can't be effective. Amen. Uh, one, another one um, is, and we're running out of time, to have fellowship with other members of the body of Christ. Fellowshipping with other members of the body of Christ. Amen. You need to be around other believers. People that believe like you believe. People that think like you think. There's strength and numbers. There's strength when we all come together. Amen. There's strength when we all come together. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. Stop doing it on your own. Stop being a loner. Amen. Don't don't do that. That's not effective for you. I don't care if they if they did hurt you, you find somewhere you find somewhere else, but don't but just keep in mind you got the world is in the church too. You know, because sometimes the world don't wanna you know, sometimes people come, you know, I've seen this. People have testified to this. We had we've had delivering services where people will come to get delivered, and they're testifying. They're not testify, but they uh, say that they were a witch, or they still are a witch. But they don't want to let go. I've heard people saying that they don't want to let go being evil. They don't want to let go being a witch. They just want some pressure off of them. They just want to, you know, they just want to get some freedom. You know, they the enemy been really beating them up. They don't want to stop. Worshipping him. They don't want to stop worshipping the devil. They don't want to stop, um, um, you know, doing what they're doing. They just need the Lord to give them some deliverance. So many times you have people that go to the church house and go to the fellowships. And they just want to be, they go on some freedom. So don't get upset because there are people in those places that shouldn't be uh, for you. Uh, so you feel they shouldn't be uh, 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 make you feel offended. They're gonna be there. They just trying to get some relief like you. Hopefully you're hopefully the relief you are seeking after is more permanent. Second Timothy three and fifteen. And it says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So even since they were little Talking about since they were little, they were seeking the things of God, you know, and that's good to have the Lord. The Bible says, Know thy creator in the days of your youth. So, having a fellowship, this thing was deep down inside of him where he was able to remember, even from a child, 
that they were serving and doing the things of God. Hebrews 10 and 25. I want to get more of a clarity on that one. Hebrews 10 and 25. Amen. I thank the Lord for you on today. Hebrews 10 25 says, and this is a faith, and, and this and this is this is one of the most misquoted, mis um, doctrinal scriptures that be, is used many times. It says, "Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves, of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much more as we see the evil day approaching." And NLT says, and let us neglect not not neglect meeting people, uh, meeting together as some people do, but to encourage one another. So, in other words, what it's really saying is, don't forsake the fellowship with other believers. If, and we in these times, with modern times, we living in that, that fellowship. This will happen to be a church. But if you don't have a church home and you don't have a church, you can come together with other believers. They're strength in numbers. So you, you we're not getting caught up. We're not legalistic. I'm not gonna make you be legalistic and say you gotta just go to make sure you don't stop going to the church. No, because of the church you're going to, they don't have deliverance. They don't have what they what's needed. And what the Bible is saying, then that's not a good place for you. So don't forsake the symbol of yourselves. You need to be assembled together with other believers. Simply mean you need to be meeting with other believers. That's simply what it means. You need to be fellowshipping with other believers for the strength. Amen. Because we see the evil day approaching. That's why. Because the evil day is approaching. That's why we want to come together with other believers. Amen. And if we etch this and make this legalistic, then church shouldn't be closed. Because see, if this scripture says not to forsake and assemble yourselves and a man of some is. So today I need to I need to be Today I got something going. If I got something going on to, uh, in my life on today, Saturday, I should be able to go to, to to the church. Church should be open today. So when you legalize and you make it to be the church building, the church should be open 24-7 then. Which it did back in that day. Uh, it was always accessible. So we're not doing that anymore. So if you're going to make it legalized for people and you're going to be dogmatic with it, then, then, then the ministry should be always open 24-7 so the people can be able to get there. Amen. I know that don't fit all the time with people, but that's what it is. Um, so do a spiritual fellowship. Make sure you, you're, you're fellowshipping, uh, 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 communicating, um, uh, coming together with other believers. Um, and we're going to do one more um, scripture with this one. Another one is guard your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your mind and your thoughts, refusing to think negative, critical, resentful, or have selfish thoughts. Guarding your mind. That is very, very important to guard your mind. You have to do that. Amen. You have to do that. Because the enemy is after your mind. He's after your mind. He's after my mind. So, we're going to go to Philippians 4 and 8. Philippians 4 and 8. It says, Finally, brethren... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, is there be any virtue? If there be any praise, think on these things. And it says whatsoever. Meaning, so, so this is a search thing because there are some things that may look as though they're true. See? So there's some things that may look as though they're honest, and so so once you decide, because it because it may look, see you have to do some discernment here. It may look to do, it may look as if it's pure, 
But then when you go down, it says if there be any virtue in it. It may not have virtue in it. Of course, there's no private interpretation of scripture. This is my interpretation. You may have a different one. But there's no there's no uh uh, uh if there if there's if there be any virtue, if there be any praise. So so and and, and then also you can look at it too, as it says that if there's be any virtue if there ain't any praise, you need to think on these things. But I'm looking more or less, you got to see these things that we read and make sure there's some truthfulness, some honesty, some pureness, some loveliness in it because it may appear to be that way. These these are how you can um, keep yourself in the love of God and not get yourself off track and how you can keep your deliverance. So a quick recap. The first one is whatsoever who uh, uh, you want to call on the name of the Lord. You want to be careful on who you discuss your your issues, your problems with. Make sure you get rid of all the things that you was once in bondage with. Don't keep nothing for 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 um because it was expensive or expenses expensive or you know I just want to keep this because it remind me of such and such or it's a keepsake. No 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 no. If it's if it's something you use when you was out in the world, you want to get rid of that. Uh, another one: study the scriptures and spend time with God. Develop a constant prayer life. We talked about um. Speaking in your heavenly language, do a spiritual have 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 fellowship, coming together with other believers. And the last one we stopped on was guard your mind and thoughts. Guard your mind and your thoughts. Amen. So that is how we can be who the Lord has called us to be. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. Your gathering, your fellowship, your encouragement. We ask your Lord to touch each and every person listening. We ask your Lord Jesus that the deliverance, Lord, deliver, deliver, deliver. Continue, continue, Lord Jesus, to bring deliverance in their lives, Lord. Encourage their hearts. Come, we come against the spirit of oppression and depression, the spirit that wants them to give up. Man of God, woman of God, you will not give up. Don't give up. Stop looking at giving up. You coming out. You already out. You already out. Believe God. I said you believe God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your precious people, Lord Jesus. Bless them all. Give them what they need. We come against every torment spirit. Every tormenting spirit. We come against you right now in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against you right now. We ask you, Lord, that you will continue to do great things in their lives. That you will continue to encourage them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, if you want to call in to our 1030 a.m. Sunday call-in service, you can at 720-820-1583. If you'd like to give into this ministry, you can at www.nofleshed.org. And you have tuned into the Content of the Faith broadcast. And I'm your host. Robert Jones. Be blessed.